Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Last night we put a bow on week number seven, Wiz, which means uh, for most leagues, halfway through the regular season. Um, I felt coming into this year that this was going to be one of the trickier years in fantasy football, and I think so far it has lived up to uh, those expectations thus far. It's been a a very wild and wooly start to the fantasy football season, Wiz. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I completely agree, and I know it's been challenging for me. I mean, if if I tell you just... Taking a quick glance at all the leagues I'm in, my record is, you know, barely above 500, uh, struggling in some leagues, um, doing well in some leagues, but really the overall bottom line is I'm very close to 500, uh, and it just goes to show, um, really, to your point, what's been happening and uh, the injuries and the lack of transparency about the injuries, and I'll tell you something, if you're in a league that doesn't have the ability to make pickups and drops on Sunday, you you have to do something about it. I know you and I are in a dinosaur league where, you know, they don't have Sunday pickups. Um, I just think we're it's a, it's a different age. And honestly, if you don't evolve, if your league doesn't evolve, you're going to be stuck in prehistoric times. So uh, I, I just think that all leagues should be have the ability to add and drop players on Sunday when – uh, most of the information comes out. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I'm kind of laughing at, at the quote-unquote some of these talking heads, whatever, on Twitter or on television, talking about waiver wires for this week. And they're talking about players that should have been picked up last week and shouldn't even be on waiver wires this week. And you and I, you and I covered those players. And, you know, for the sake of the podcast, we're, we're going to cover them again today. But, you know, they should have been picked up last week. There should have been, you know... There's a lot of moving parts that what's going on right now. Injuries, of course, are on their increase again uh, as the season wears on. Uh, we know the bye weeks are going to pick up. So multiple moving parts here, Wiz. It's, uh, it, it's going to have its challenges. And, you know, we, we've seen some decisions made in terms of some coaches going in different directions when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, we have a situation brewing where you have a big injury like a player like Brees Hall where a, a trade is forced to be made. And, and there's probably going to be some more trades based on guys not being able to sign contracts with the current team that they're on. Yeah, it's something uh, that you have to think about and uh, consider you know, in advance. Uh, the trade deadline, I believe, is a week from today. So this week you may have to be a little creative and uh, and try to take some you know some some shots if you will uh, at some you know potential trades that could take place and uh, which guys could become available or which guys could become you know the leading rusher on certain teams if trades are made all of these things um, you have to take into consideration which I'm sure a lot of people did in preparation for the Christian McCaffrey trade and you know people were picking up. Uh, Foreman and or Chuba Hubbard as well. Uh, so, um, you know, it's injuries, it's trades, it's, it's coaches' decisions. There's a, there, there's a lot of things that's going to, a lot of things that are going to take place in the second half of the season. All right. So th- this week was just two teams uh, on buys this week. It's Kansas City and it is 
the Chargers, so there will be a number of teams looking for quarterbacks this week. Uh, we know we have some very messy situations when it comes to New Orleans. Uh, we, we, we witnessed last night what's going on in New England, and we're not really sure what's going on at quarterback there. Matt Ryan got hurt in that game in Indianapolis, uh, you know, supposedly directed by Robert Ursay, and that that once vaunted uh, offensive line uh, of the Indianapolis Colts uh, has really fallen apart. Matt Ryan can't get away from sacks, and t- he's taken 24 of them. He's taken the most hits. He's fumbled the ball more than anybody. He's been picked off more than anybody. And then going to Sam Ellinger out of Texas uh, at this point for the rest of the season. Uh, P.J. Walker looks like he's going to start another game for Carolina. Uh, As I mentioned, New Orleans, we're not sure if it's going to be Dalton again this week or is it, in fact, time that Winston comes back. You know, guys that are hanging on some white waiver wires still. Daniel Jones, 100 yards rushing this week. I I thought Justin Fields played an excellent game last night. Uh, they moved him around a lot more. And, and Davis Mills has some, I, I would say, some appeal uh, depending on the matchup You know, as we kind of move down here. It's got to be the right matchup. It, it, could, be, it could be ugly for him, uh, but there are certain games where they're going to be playing from behind where, where Davis Mills will be a fantasy factor week to week. Yeah, and Garoppolo may be hanging around some waiver wires as well. Um, so, yeah, all of those guys you mentioned, uh, I don't know. It's difficult to distinguish one from the other, I guess, you know, Daniel Jones, um, bringing that running style, uh, could be, you know, someone of interest, uh, Justin Fields as well. I'd like to kind of know who the Saints quarterback is going to be because they're the team, uh, of all the quarterbacks that are available, you know, uh, that, ha- that have when they're healthy, terrific weapons to throw the ball to. If Andy Dalton can put up that kind of yardage last week, you know that they have terrific weapons. And that was even with Landry and Mike Thomas uh, not playing. So um, a lot of guys, and Taylor Heineke as well, have some good players uh, at the skill positions to throw the ball to. So a bunch of those guys, hopefully you're not looking for the rest of the season type of player, but for a bi-week fill-in um you know, I think they're, you know, all of them are okay. And uh, it's, it's, it, would you agree with me that none of these guys are someone that you really should be putting up a lot of your free agent, uh, you know, move money to get? No, I, I would agree. Unless you're just in a complete bind where, where you got, you know, multiple players out, I, I don't think that should be the case. Right. All right, so let's move to running back, Wiz. Uh, you know, you and I have uh, privately talked a little bit about the situations and, and publicly uh, with both with both the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs where these kind of three- and four-headed monsters, especially in the case of the Ravens where you have a quarterback that runs a lot, very difficult to predict who's going to do what and based on game flow. Gus Edwards looked excellent in his first game back in, in, in some time this past week. We know J.K. Dobbins is, is out of the mix at the moment. Uh, somehow, uh, Isaiah Pacheco made his way to the starting lineup, but at the end of the day, it was, it was McKinnon who actually led in snaps this week. So, I mean, to me, that's just one big headache to try and figure out what goes on there. I, I think for whatever reason, uh, Khalil Herbert, who had a, another good game last night, is still available in like half of all leagues. That, that should not be the case. He continues to look like the better running back in Chicago, uh, despite the fact that that is not a good offensive line. Uh, Kieran Williams, I think, should be looked at in, for people because of the situation in, with the Rams, with Cam Akers potentially being traded, though I'm not sure he has many takers at this point. Uh, there's still a lot of mystery around that player. 
Um, you know, you talked about the Carolina guys already, uh, so I don't have much to add on that. But I think you have to also anticipate potential trades coming. And I think two guys that are potentially going to move, and that's Kareem Hunt and Alexander Madison. I don't know if you feel the same way as I do, uh, but I think they're potential targets, and you may want to go after them as far as trades go. Yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings and Browns feel pretty good about their depth chart at running back. Uh, two teams in kind of different situations. I'm not sure the Vikings want to shake things up. They they have some really high aspirations this year. The Browns, um, I, I think they're going to just look to, you know, trade cream on. There are some teams um, that can use – you know, a player like Kareem Hunt, I, you know, the, the Denver Broncos um, come to mind, uh, you know, just someone that could use a physical running back. Um, but, but to your point, um, it, it's difficult to figure out what, you know, any of these teams are going to do with the trade deadline. Gus Edwards should not be available in any leagues. That was a terrific pickup. Um, Michael Carter obviously is going to have a bigger role, but I'm, I'm going to assume people that drafted Brees Hall, um, almost all of them had Michael Carter as a handcuff. Unfortunately for them, that, that Robinson trade kind of complicates things. Um, and just another guy kind of taking a look at that is Jermichael Hasty, who now becomes the number two guy in Jacksonville behind Travis Etienne, and he's a different type of running back than Etienne. I'm just wondering if maybe the Jags are going to give a little bit of thunder and lightning there and give Hasty a little bit more carries. He runs hard and, um, you know, a different a different type of runner. So um, for the most part, I think, you know, those guys should have been picked up to exactly what you said last week. All right, why don't you kick us off at the receiver position, was? Yeah, you know, I drafted Paris Campbell and dropped him and picked him up, and I picked him up in several leagues. And boy, with that connection, Matt Ryan was going great. Now uh, the switched Ellinger, I don't know how that's going to be, but that's a hold for me. Um, Wondell Robinson, I think, is someone that probably should have been picked up last week, but he's certainly a guy if he's available. And then another guy that... They have been dropped because the Chargers are coming up um, on a bye week and could be available is Josh Palmer. And I think, you know, Keenan Allen, I don't know what his health is going to be. I don't know if he's going to come back and beat 100%. But Mike Williams now with a high ankle sprain, that, that that's probably going to be at least a month. So I think Palmer, above all of those guys, is the most interesting free agent at wide receiver given the situation. Yeah, I don't disagree with it. I, I was going to ask you if you thought that with some of the injuries and what's going on with Elijah Moore, not that I trust uh, Zach Wilson in any way, but does Berrios start to get more involved from a playmaking standpoint for the Jets? That's your boy. You love this guy. I do love him. You, 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 love, you love Berrios. And there's a lot to like about this guy. He steps on the field and he produces. He's playing hard. Um, he, you know, he reminds me... Uh, you know, of like Danny Woodhead. I mean, they don't, you know, I think that Berrios is more of a true wide receiver than Woodhead was, more of a running back. But they just remind you, like, whenever you see them with the ball, like just positive things are happening. So with the Elijah Moore situation going on, the, the Davis injury, um, Berrios could be a sneaky one, um, agreeing with you there. 
All right, good stuff. All right, let's, let's move to tight end, Wiz. Uh, we saw a, uh, a huge breakout on Thursday night last week with Juwan Johnson. Given all of the injuries that are going on in New Orleans, uh, he was the player that benefited. Uh, I, I think he'll be a hot pickup all available in basically all leagues. Uh, you know, two guys. Well, well, I'd say one guy who may have been dropped that, that shouldn't have been dropped or because of the bye week, Irv Smith Jr., that's one person to take, take a look at if you're missing a tight end this week. Uh, Evan Ingram, to me, is is involved in that in that uh, Jacksonville offense. Uh, so that's a player that is available in in more than fifty percent of leagues. And, and the two most intriguing guys to me was uh, you've talked about the player a lot. It's Kate Otten, especially given the injury um, to uh, Cameron Brait for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Greg Dulcich has basically rendered all other options uh, in the passing game. Uh, at tight end for the for the De- Denver Broncos, useless, and you know he is the main guy running all the routes. Albert Ogubunum is just uh, he, he's a forgotten man and uh, could end up getting traded at the trade deadline. Yeah, Ogubunum was being inactive before the game, um, so yeah, Greg Dolchik is um, someone that you have to consider. I feel honestly a lot better. Russell Wilson was quarterbacking, um, but. He's certainly someone that he has to look at with the snap count and the playing time that he's getting. And uh, I've been talking about Keaton for at least a month now, and uh, he's a player that just Brady seems to have more of a connection with, more confidence in, and uh, that's that's a good thing. So uh, those tight ends certainly are at the very, very top of the list. Yeah, I, I guess one other guy I do want to mention, uh, it looks like he's going to miss – Two to three, four weeks. David Njuko, who's been a big part uh, in the early season for the Cleveland Browns. Harrison Bryan, I think, uh, has some intrigue in the short term, Wiz. Yeah, he's a player that I, you know, I've liked, and uh, he just hasn't been able to get it going. But certainly, and and one other guy that actually could get playing time, and he's one of these guys that I feel, and I think you feel the same way, if he gets playing time. He's one of these guys, you know, some guys get a chance to play, but they don't do anything about it. I just feel like likely of the, of the Ravens, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the Andrews thing. He wasn't himself last week. Um, just, you know, I know they, they designed the defense to try and kind of shut him down, but he just wasn't himself. And now he's coming back on a short week. I mean, if, if you see anything, you know, I know uh, Andrews was a DNP practice Monday and today. If that's another DNP and likely is going to get the start, he is somebody I put maybe above everyone um, in that offense that could do something in there. So keep your eye on Mark Andrews. Yeah, and you know, as we wind through the season, was uh, and I, I like and I like that view. Uh, obviously, I do like the player. He just hasn't quite got the opportunity yet, with Andrews being such a big part of that offense. But you know, here we are halfway through. We have Tom Brady that is struggling on a weekly basis. Aaron Rodgers just looks miserable. Looks like he'd rather be on the set of Jeopardy at this point in time. Uh, you know, it's it, and, and, and and by the way. You know, let's let's face it. A, a player that you and I, or, or at least most people, thought could contend for the number one quarterback this year. But if you look at what Justin Herbert is doing this year, he has fallen very short. There, are, outside of Patrick Mahomes, and you you made this point. Uh, outside of Mahomes and well, Lamar Jackson has tailed off uh, a, a little bit here. Joe Burrow is starting to heat up, but you know there isn't even consistency at the quarterback position this year. It's it's it, and I I was worried about that coming in, and, and it's played out exactly that way. Russell Wilson, of course, has been a complete disaster. 
I, you know, like I said, this has been this has been a tough ride. I'm not sure that you're going to be able to count on Brady or Rodgers throughout this season. I think things have just changed too much dynamically on those two rosters. Uh, but you know, we've talked about zigging uh, when others are zagging, and I think you got just got to watch. You got to watch for all things that are happening right now. It, it, this this has this has proven to be a challenging season, and it probably gets a bit more complicated as we move along. Yeah, it's very true. I know you had your trepidations at the quarterback position, and I remember you know you asking me about the AFC West, and I was laughing because I, you know like probably like seven out of every ten people that would you know I would see talk about the AFC West, Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Like I just feel like Andy Reid. And that coaching staff has such an advantage over the other coaches. They're either like very inexperienced or first-year coaches. Just the, just the experience of the combination of Reed and Mahomes. I felt Kansas City had a big edge, and I never quite understood the people in snake drafts that I was watching where they took Herbert over Josh Allen. I, I never quite understood that, but a lot of people did. And a lot of people kind of regretting that. Some of it is just due to what happened to him injuries, his receivers injured, but, um, you know, it's few and far between with the quarterbacks even that you count on. I remember asking you for a number and you giving me seven, I think was the number that you mentioned. And it's proven to be even less than that. Yeah. It's been tough. It's been really, really difficult. And like I said, I don't know if any of those situations improve, uh, that you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's it's just been one of those years where, and even a player like Lamar Jackson, who started off the year on such a hot streak, right? He's struggling right now. Last couple of weeks, very little production from Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, there's, look, this, this thing is, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what odds you could have gotten on a money line parlay that. Carolina was going to be Tampa Bay and the Washington Commanders were going to be Green Bay last week. Yeah. Um, incredible. We've seen the Green Bay Packers lose consecutive games. Let's think about this. What could you have gotten in terms of odds on this that the Green Bay Packers would have lost to the Jets, the Giants, and the Commanders in a row? Absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, this is what we've been talking about. Uh, expect the unexpected if you will yeah no no question about it no question about it all right well that's uh that's my wrap for week uh, number seven on to week number eight uh a good thursday night game this week with the ravens uh playing against the tampa bay buccaneers we'll we'll talk about that on thursday but uh guru and whiz fantasy football podcast we're on apple podcast spotify soundcloud hope you're enjoying what we're doing this season and uh whiz i wish you a good night yeah you're the same thanks